Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm. We're back now post-patch 6.5, and while the majority of features and funness like Fall Guys and Criterion aren't due out for several, well, at least till the end of the month or several months from now, we at least have a basis with which to start. We have the part one of the MSQ, we have our new trial, we have our new dungeon, and we have all the other little bits and bobs that come with our usual patch release, so we're going to do our first impressions of that today. There will be spoiler talk here, it's not a full-on spoiler cast, but considering how much the MSQ is a part of the base patch, we have no choice but to talk about it. So... I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy, and of course, joining me, my partner in crime, my boy in blue. What's up, Sly? What's going on, Abs? How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing very good today, actually, Sly. Do you know why? Why is that? Because I got my zero mismount. Yep. Only cost me 15 million bills. Mm-hmm. Yep. (laughs) Listen, I wasn't (laughs) waiting until March or April. For that, whenever it might have so, been. So you, so you cashed out of really trying to farm Zeramus for the mount. Wow. Yeah, that's, I cashed out. Sly, so I have 360 million gil. Now I have 345 million, but I had 360 million. That's the whole that's reason I have money is to, so I can chat out of things. Yeah. Besides, I lost with an 80 to an 84. I then rolled an 84, lost to a 95. I then rolled a 3, and then I rolled like a 60. I was like, eliminating eliminating all odds, I'm making the odds 100%. <sighs> I gotta wait until... Well, I could make a... I could make quite a bit between now and Dawn Trail. Uh... And then make some more at the beginning of Dawn Trail. Yeah. Probably get back up to like, probably get back up to like 180, 200 mil. I'm already getting material stuff ready for that. I'm starting to organize ahead of time for all my transmutations. Wait for, you're you're getting your crafter material? Yeah. To sell it. I'm not going to craft. I'm just going to fucking sell it. What are you talking about? Oh, God damn it. Selling to the desperate wanted masses. Be, not... I wanted to be proud of you, Happy. You let me no. down. You let, you let Shannon Sharp down. God damn Who it. Who is Shannon Sharp? You haven't seen the Gatorade commercial? Like Sly, I haven't I, I, watched a television in a decade. If it's And I, mean, I have YouTube on, I Premium. on Twitch, too. I have YouTube Premium and, and Turbo for the past decade as well. I haven't seen an ad. I haven't seen anything that isn't a Super Bowl ad that is shared on social media in the last decade. Either way, you let Shannon Sharp down. Okay. Well, too fucking bad, Shannon Sharp. Okay. Anyway, this is going to be... Sorry, Shay. He didn't mean it. Yes, I did. God damn it. Listen, if whoever that is watches this, I would be shocked. Okay. I would too, actually. Yeah. I don't even know them. For all I know, they could be a huge Final Fantasy fan, but on principle alone, I'm going to say I'd be shocked. Hall of Fame football player has their own podcast, which is really good, by the way. Okay. 
Anyway, so we're going to be talking about patch 6.5 today. Just first impressions on the story, little bits and bobs. Like I said, bits and bobs here. That's my term for the day. Bits and bobs. That's my phrase. Bits and bobs. Yeah, there you go. Uh, because the base patch is always kind of the one where people go, yeah, new patch. And they're like, wait, this is in 0.51. This is in 0.55. This is in 0.55. We don't know when this is. Tears not unlocked yet. Tomes are still capped. <laughs> they're like, please. <laughs> it's the, it's the desperate. It's new, but also I'm done. <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite time to both have a great time and for it to be over way too soon. Yep. It's okay. Everyone's still playing BG3. Still trying to get through their first campaigns. How? I'm not done with my first campaign. I'm also only playing once a week for like five hours. So. Yeah, that is true. You know, Act is three. True. Woo! Just got there. Hey, so, proud of you. Yeah. How the real game starts. The Act two. I'm not gonna say who it was, but the Act two boss we killed in like two attacks. Uh, we couldn't believe how easy it was. <laughs> Well, you do you do have a monk, right? We had a, a sorcerer do two fireballs for fifty damage a piece, and then I did like another hundred and like eighty, and they were dead. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a heck of a time. Either way, patch six point five. So, thank you to our sponsors, real quick. Before I forget, I did it like the week before. Thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon yes. for supporting. They don't have to support; they choose to support. All of our content's available for free on YouTube. So. Anyone over there, thank you very much. And Steel Series, of course, Steel Series, actually, I haven't, I, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get in touch with someone there. And, uh, just because I haven't, I haven't actually put in a hardware request in a while. They have a new microphone. The alias. Oh. Yes. This is, this is an mm-hmm. Elgato mic because Steel Series didn't have one like this before. Now Steel Series has one mm-hmm. like this. So, looking to try out that new alias and, uh, see how it mm-hmm. is. Although I won't be bringing it to TwitchCon. I've got this for TwitchCon. This is my uh, John Madden headset. Steel Series branded John <laughs> Madden headset. So, works pretty well, in my opinion. That's nice. nice. Yeah. So, uh, you can get that 12% off discount code. You know, that's, that's how the sponsor works. Alright. Well, with that, 6.5. 6.5. Overall impression. Not picking out any particular detail. Overall impression, um, again, really, really just solid. Like, honestly, I didn't have any fault with it at all. And that's saying something, because I usually have, like, some nitpicky stuff with the pack. But this one, yeah. Would you say it's what you expected? I say I'm content, so yeah, I'm, I kind of agree with that. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm in the same boat. There are some things I like that they handled uh, better than usual. One thing in particular mm-hmm. that I will for certain be bringing up, which is the main reason why this is even a spoiler-allowed episode, because there's zero chance I don't talk about one particular thing in this episode, so I might as well just pull that Band-Aid off without waiting mm-hmm. another week or so. Um and then there's a few things I was like, they probably could have done a little better, but I didn't really mind. And the more I've done it, the more I'm kind of okay with the way that it is. But um, I'm, mm-hmm. of course, waiting Criterion in a few weeks. You know, that's more my my bread and butter. Plus, we talked about it last yep. week. Tataru's, I think, is going to be really nice to have a conclusion for because it's been good so far. The Allied Beast yep. Tribe stuff. You know, like all, all this stuff I'm really excited for is still on the way. 
Um, and this mm-hmm. is a lot of maintenance work and just kind of one push forward, I suppose. Oh, yeah, and yeah. One, one of the biggest highlights we get to talk about today is feet. Anyway, so. Excuse me? Feet, yeah. Feet? We'll get to talk about feet later. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Free feet, even. Well, I guess these feet do cost a monthly subscription, but, you know, plus the cost of Endwalker. <sighs> yeah. Boy. And soon the cost of Dawn Trail. Those feet are, those feet are going to go a long way. Yeah, they are. Okay. So I'm going to start with MSQ, uh, because hmm. it is the thing I think is the highlight of the patch. Uh, I think some people would also argue myths of the realm, but I think those are the two highlights. So you could kind of go either way with it. Yeah, either or. Yeah. So for this MSQ, we are at the finale of Endwalker's zero arc. And without, before we get into the specifics, I think that for me, this was a satisfactory conclusion to what feels like kind of a condensed in-between story. I won't even call it filler, and I think they wanted to establish that by the end of it, that it's not just filler, because they pull a lot of pieces into one place and then kind of place them to the side and say, we want that on your mind for now, but we're going to go take care of some other stuff. Very reminiscent of A Realm Reborn and how they often did that, where they put a piece in place and then they just put it to the side. So I got that vibe a lot from this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that concerns me now um, is the same thing that concerned me with uh, Shadowbringers as a whole. Um, once we move on to Dawn Trail, will we have any reason to go back and check on Golbez and, and Zero? Will we have any reason to? I think this answered your question because this does that for the first, pretty much. I mean, Endwalker did it a little bit before with some unvoiced scenes, mm. but I think this is the showcase that, yes, there are reasons to go back. And while we have to wait a while often, like it's it, the payoff usually yeah. is like a super long one, that th- this was mm. evident that they thought of that in advance. So... It's pretty nice. Mm. And I was, I was glad to see that it, they... They did the things I wanted them to do, and actually, uh, in a place of above expectation, MSQ is definitely the place for me where they went above what I expected. Even more above than I had written off that they could possibly go, in all honesty. Even if just in small bits. So, Hmm. stories wrapped up pretty much as we expected similarly, I feel like, with a few twists. You know, we we get, we Hmm. gotta go stop. Golbez and Zeramis, you know, we can't let Zeramis, we got to save Ejdaya. You know, those were the goals. Those are what we accomplished. I think it's fair enough to say that, that that's it's just kind of what they accomplished. But most importantly, it acts as the growth spurt of Zero that's kind of been building up this entire time. Yeah. And she's no longer a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah, she's no longer baby. She's a grown woman. And her and Golbez are going to make void babies. I don't think they've gotten that far yet, Sly. They'll get there. They'll, They'll get, get there. there. Are you you're in the shipping club for Zero and Golbez? Yeah. Well, I was just doing the Golbez trial, and he does start by saying, "If you would stand against our crusade, then come." So there you go. That's he's he's ready to go. Yeah. 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 You're skipping a few steps in there. It's fine. It's all right. I know, I know Golbez is down bad, so 
That's absolutely fine. Yeah, see, I'm still a bigger fan of Zero and Eulis than I am of Zero Colfes. Yeah, that 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 moment that um we had to say like, yeah, Zero gives her regards. Eulis had that face and that that face for a second. He tried to play it off so smooth, but I'm like, yeah, you're gonna miss that chick, aren't you? Yeah. Eulis loses again. <laughs> Poor Eulis. Listen, it's all right. He got to share some hot buns. It was a good memory, at the very least. So yeah. it basically is just, as they set up in the previous patch, we need the light from the first to pierce the darkness in the 13th. Now, we didn't exactly know how they were going to go about it, but we have our new MacGuffin, <laughs> I suppose. Whenever they need a MacGuffin, mm-hmm. Sid's got, Sid and Nero have got us covered most of the time. <laughs> yep. There are MacGuffin makers. And now we have these ethereal rods that can just like tether together ether and like tr- tether no, and they're, transfer they're, they're it. Balls. They start as balls. They become rods. You put the balls on the ground and they grow. That's it. Simple as that. And we just tether. We just literally like 10 feet apart from each other, daisy chain. Like, I'm going to assume there's like a thousand of them daisy chain because they're, they're barely even apart. They go like, I could, it's, it's like 10 of them fits a football field and they're, they're supposed to be crossing these vast distances. Yeah. So got a lot of those and that's our that's our new like okay remember that for when we need it in the future whether it's warding scales which we also got new ones of apparently uh mm-hmm. or these these ethereal conductors that's that's our that's our new macguffin tool they just literally lift ether light from the wave of light and just send it to the crystal tower and Beck Lug just reads a quick instruction manual from graha on how to send it to the void and just like okay <laughs> It's like, I believe these characters can do these things, but they're just like, okay. Okay, sure. (laughs) I got that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one very exciting thing actually happened when I first got to the first, and I don't know if you noticed it, Sly. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the dialogue with Beck Lug when you first get to the first and tell her that you need a body for zero? Not exactly. She says, you're having me do this again, basically. And do you know who she's referring to when she says again? Uno Calhai. My boy Uno Calhai. See, that's the thing. I didn't get that because I didn't do Uno Calhai's. Uh... That's so upsetting. That means you've missed something else, too. Yeah. Uno Calhai is, uh, he's, he's, they're finally giving him his, his, his due diligence. It only took us 10 years. For him to finally have any sort of referencing. I mean, Uno Calhai has been our local. Oh, I did some void stuff. Let me go see if Uno Calhai has anything to say. Every fucking patch for 10 years. We've been going back to that man to see if he has anything else to say. <laughs> and finally, it's the other way around. Although he did have new stuff to say after this patch too. So. Fuck. Gotta go do your void quest, man. Because I'm gonna, t- I mean, to be f- fair, I don't even have to spoil the void quests to talk about Unokalhai here. Because you know why yeah. he's on the first. You know who he is. So, there's no secrets there. You just haven't done the actual quest. But he's here. 
he's here. And, he's, and, I, and I've done the class and they're finally talking about him. He's finally being mentioned. And I love it's it. One day. No, you do it soon. What are you even waiting for? Do you not have another job at 80? I do not have one of each role at 80. I do now. Well, then fucking go do it. Get off your ass and go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit or get off the pot, Sly. Come on. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think I did all the role quests for this expansion? <laughs> not for this one, for the last one. I'm, just, I'm asking you to go back 10 levels and do that shit. I'm not asking you to do this shit. Chat, stay on him about it. Don't let him, don't let him not do it. Next time he's on and he's like, I'm going to do this, be like, no. Go do that. Go get your void quest done. Thanks. You're welcome. You'll thank me later. Which ones haven't you done? Okay. Do you know which ones you haven't done? I assume tank and healer. You've done at least one of them, which I know is melee. You did the did the the melee DPS or the physical DPS one for the roll quest for Shadowbringers. Shadowbringer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just melee. It's like I can do all of them now. So, yeah. Go do them, Sly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Now, how much of this was a surprise at all? This went, this felt pretty much as we expected, other than I think the MacGuffin and maybe one other thing. Mm -hmm. Was this, was this all on pace for you? Yeah, this was pretty much like expected. I will say it took longer. It said it took about as long as you thought it was going to take to get through the MSQ. I said probably an hour and a half, two hours at most. This was more of a three, three and a half hour. Endeavor, mm -hmm. which is, I think, longer than Shadowbringers point point five. Yeah. yeah, I think it's longer. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's longer than most because they did actually treat it as like a story, like arc finale, like mini arc finale. And we usually get this. We usually just get this kind of finale earlier in the expansion. A yeah, bit earlier. Yeah, but you get in point three. Like this one kind of dragged yeah. on. Uh, yeah, and this one kind of dragged on. Dragged on, no. not really. It's it's just it's a completely different. Normally, point three is finalizing point oh. Now, point five is yeah. finalizing. Point yeah, we one. we usually get the beginning of our next, you know, the setup for the next expansion in point three, like at later half yeah. point three, point four. Yeah, we didn't get that at all because like this whole thing was a setup for our next big ten year adventure, or not. We have no idea. They haven't said we're getting another 10 year adventure. They haven't been comp, like, they haven't confidently said we're doing that again. They said they don't know how long they want the next arc or, you know, ex the exact mm -hmm. details of it yet. So I think that's why they made sure to lay pieces here. Um, one thing they definitely didn't skimp on was Final Fantasy IV references, however, when it came to this patch. Uh, of course. I, I pretty much figured out what was going to happen. Although not entirely. I didn't predict the whole thing. When our girl Zero looked into the crystal of light and saw herself, I was like, this is a Mount Ordeals moment. This is 100% a Mount Ordeals moment. She didn't treat it the same way, but I'm like, well, she's going to be infused with light now. And then sure enough, ah, almost dies. 
They're just like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, it's light. <laughs> just with <laughs> light. No, can, no warning. Do this. Yeah, yeah. You need help though. You can't do this by yourself. Yeah, would have been interesting. Although I, the thing is, her doing it by herself, her thinking she could do it by herself, and then needing help is pretty much Zero's entire story arc. Every time yeah. anyone tries to offer her help, she's just like, "Why? Why would you do that?" And then they help her, and she's like, "Oh, I get it now. Let me go. Let me go do stuff alone again." It's like she never, she never fully learns. But that, uh, that bit, it, it, the finale of everything makes a lot more sense. And it, I, okay, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask you something. I've had this discussion all week so far. Okay. How familiar are you with Final Fantasy IV? Before I ask this, like, how much do you know? Have you played through fairly, it? Fairly, fairly familiar. But again, it's been like years since I've gone through everything, including after years. Why'd you have to? Why'd you have to ruin a good conversation by bringing that up? I mean, you've done it too. So I did. Remember. That's why I know you've ruined a good conversation by bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I know. <laughs> did it recently too. Uh, that game sucked. Anyway, uh, I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to play after years ever again. So. I've seen a lot of people saying that this is two Final Fantasy IV. Now, for me, this is 100% identical to Crystal Tower in terms of how Final Fantasy it is. If anything, Crystal Tower might be even more egregious to some degree. But it's completely identical in structure and execution to the Crystal Tower pre-Shadowbringers, before we had all the other stuff involving it. And it's now become not even a Final Fantasy three staple at this point. So where are you on that scale? That it's two Final Fantasy four? Are you are you in the are you in the it's like right for me? Is it too much Final Fantasy four and not enough fourteen? Like is it just is it teetering on any lines? I think it was creeping to the point where it was about to overstay its welcome. Okay. Do you think that's because it was every patch versus Final Fantasy III's Crystal Tower being just odd-numbered patches? Or do you think it's the context and content itself? Little column A, little column B on that one. Mm-hmm. Um... The way it was written, yeah, it makes sense how, like, how they wove it in and everything. It's just, and I'm not, like, again, like I said, it didn't overstay its welcome. It nearly got there, though. And I'm glad that we, I'm glad that this was the point, this was the cutoff point. I'm glad that this was the cutoff point because if they went into point six five five with this, um... Yeah, it would have been a little bit too much. Like the, again, this entire expansion, nearly the entire expansion was Final Fantasy IV. Really, just the post. I mean, Ed Walker itself we, isn't we, we that much. Called this the, we could have called this the after after years, and it would have been a better game than the after years. 
But that's a low bar. Yeah, very. But yeah, it, it didn't. Would you? Would you for in in the future in a future expansion want them to kind of go down this route again for another Final Fantasy? So I'm always I prefer original. Like I like references, but I prefer yeah. as original as you can get it. But I also do love seeing when they incorporate classic Final Fantasy elements into something that feels uniquely Final Fantasy fourteen. That is what I feel like they accomplished here. Um, I do think it's just an overload of frequency. That was the problem. I think if, for example, this was just a, a trial series and it was a side patch, I think people wouldn't think as much of it. Even if it was the exact same quality, quantity, everything. So for me, that doesn't make any sense. Because it's like, if the quests would be exactly the same, what they're classified as, to me, doesn't make a difference. I'm always about expanding the world. The Void is something we've dealt with piecemeal, like patch to patch. It's been a long time thing. This is our first time getting a real look at it, understanding how its territories worked, how its power structure worked. Everything else up to then has just been conjecture. The four fiends were written completely independently of their previous characters, given full backstories that take you into the history of the 13th itself. We got their exposition through side quests. Their dialogue, their involvement was good. Golbez has only a few similarities to his Final Fantasy IV counterpart, and most of them are in this patch. It's really just like, yeah, he's got a dragon. Cool. But the way they do the dragon is entirely different, and hence how they do Xeramis is completely different. Um, realistically, towards the end of this is the only time where I really felt like Golbez jumped into like his Final Fantasy IV body, but it was still within the context of fourteen itself. Um, so for me, I, I think this is exactly what I expect. It's not like Omega where he's just like, uh, fuck it, um, Final Fantasy V boss, come here, fight. You know, that to me is yeah. when it's just for like, no reason. Yeah, that's that's blatant, just yeah. lazy. Like it's not even lazy. I hate using the word lazy, but it's like I can't get excited about seeing a character that's just literally pulled out of thin air for no reason at all, without any without any lore kind of explanation or anything. They're, I mean, they do give an explanation. Train. He says, "Ah, yeah, there's some I mean, story it's somewhere." Yeah. It's 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 a half cock. It's like, yeah, I heard a story. Yada yada yada. Here's Phantom Train, like. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Really? See, that made the first two tiers of Omega more disappointing. It's only the last tier of Omega that saved Omega for me, and only because yeah. of the actual Omega character. It has nothing to do with all the references beforehand. Like, that's why I kind of like Top is all Omega, because that's the only interesting part of Omega to me in the first place, even though I never want to do it again. <laughs> Top, that is, not Omega. I'll, I'll, I'll do Omega again. I'm not doing, top, we, I need a break, Top. But we're good. But for me, this is like ideal. Everything about it is set in a world where people have been asking about restoring the void. Ever since we did Shadowbringers, everyone's been presenting the idea of using the light from the first to restore the void. In fact, when Eden first came out, that was the going theory of why the void even came to Eden. Was it was like some sort of beacon mm. that they were going to use to like fix the 13th. That was a pretty popular theory. Ironically, <laughs> we got there sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. For me, this was ideal. I just think for a lot of people, it was overloaded in 
references, and that was too much for some. Versus it actually being a not good expansion of the Final Fantasy fourteen world. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm at with this. Speaking of which, we then take those pillars, we go to the, the moon on the 13th again, and we go through the lunar subterrain. Really like how they did the lunar subterrain here. Again, this is one where that's completely different from Final Fantasy IV. The, the first boss is not from the lunar subterrain in four at all. The other enemies kind of are, the Aramon and like a bunch of the other. In fact, the very first enemies are all enemies. From Final Fantasy IV. Mm-hmm. One little bit for the lunar subterrain. So, so the big difference here is that instead of the lunar subterrain being this like gradually crazier dungeon, we get sucked into a memoriate crystal. Yep. And in there is the fall of Baron, which is of course a Final Fantasy IV reference. The first trash pack is all of the monsters that you would normally find outside of Baron in Final Fantasy IV. There's only three types of enemies there. And that's that's what the first like packs are, so that's a that's a fun little Easter egg in there that I thought was nice. Well, deep cut, yeah. Deep cut, I like it. Yeah. Um, but then they used, they did a completely original final boss, which is funny because I say original, it's technically Golbez again, but it's his original self, Durante, which we derived last patch was who he actually was. Um, and then the ant lion, who is hideous in three D, like he's hideous in two D. But he's really hideous in 3D. <laughs> like, obscenely hideous in 3D. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and it made for a pretty good overall dungeon. Not to mention Baron falling is, you know, completely independent of the way that 14 handles it versus the way 4 handles it. Um, and the fights mm-hmm. are okay. The first one disappointed me a little bit, but the other two were good. I don't know if you had similar or different feelings. For um, for a lunar subterrain, like I just ran through it as a as just a dungeon. I wasn't really looking for anything. There's like, yeah, it's it's four, but then like the going into the memory kind of threw me off a little bit. And then like once we were in, I'm like, yeah, I know where this is going. And um, yeah, I mean. In, in terms of story, we all we we all knew that, you know, Durante is Golbez, so that wasn't like a huge shock to anyone, uh, except you know the Scions apparently. Uh, but you know, like it, it's a again, it's a dungeon. <laughs> You're gonna do it once and then completely forget about it. I I gotta say, N Walker, I think has the is the best expansion of dungeons. I think it's a close because there are some huge highlights for me in Stormblood and Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm. But having done all of the expansions dungeons a lot, I think at least the first time through, the only thing I actively didn't like was the first boss of Troya. The stupid heads. I was like, this sucks. Like I actively was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's probably the the worst one, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's just a, just a, Mob boss. Yeah. And I mean, to go over Amorot has the second boss that's like the same thing, but I didn't mind that mm-hmm. as much for some reason. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. But when I think about like including like going through Tower of Babel, Tower of Zot, like going all the way back mm-hmm. and thinking of all the themes and the environments and whatnot, 
from beginning to end, like, for Shadowbringers, there's a few lower points and like Stormblood too. I'm, I miss the Anators. I miss the Anators. The Anators are really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're, those were my high points. We even got to hear about them a little bit this patch again for the first time in a while. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they, I feel like while we've gotten less dungeons, we have seen the dungeon design. I, I mean, 14's dungeon design has generally gotten better. Even the hard modes, like, that better, we used yeah. to get, even though they were usually the same thing again, or like going through the dungeon in reverse or whatnot, the designs have always been top notch. It's just the, the usefulness of a dungeon always coming down to mm. the thing of scrutiny. Although this dungeon's more useful than most. How so? Top this. <laughs> I did hear about that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is It is our final patch, which means there is best to be farmed for the point three <laughs> ultimate, which is top in this case. A few dungeons ago, there was... Um, DSR Abyss. DSR Abyss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. which one? It's point three dungeon is potential Abyss for point one ultimate. Point five dungeon is for point three. Um, if mm. an ultimate were to come out into point five, which because of Shadowbringers, we haven't had that yet, that Abyss wouldn't happen for a while. That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of okay with not getting a point five. I know a lot of people still want the point five ultimate even after Shadowbringers. They're like, well, let's just not have a pandemic this time. Smile, you know, like they're just taking the optimistic approach. Um, but I do like the idea of people getting the point three ultimate and then getting better gear and pots and stuff at point five and the people who couldn't clear it in point three having now mm-hmm. that kind of opportunity to go forward with the better odds with a little more confidence, more people with experience. And whatnot. I mean, somebody in my chat has done like 83 PFs for top. They have 83 kills. And now those get easier. Wow. Yeah. And PFs too. Specifically, they go around PFs doing it. He's the, they're the let me solo her of a 14. Yeah. I mean, there's a group of people that do it, that go th- go around yeah. and try to help people with, like, PF ultimate clears and stuff. But top, they're, they're not just doing top, they're doing other ones, too. But, like, that's what I'm – I feel like that point five patch, it's, it's almost stronger to have that option for the middle of the pack people who, like, just can't go crazy on ultimates but can beat it no problem. They just, they, they just need, like, a set amount of time and, like, a, a point later. And that little bit of easiness that comes with the extra gear and pots and everything helps a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think if we get a point five ultimate, you're just going to have a really low clear rate till the next expansion, and then it gets outscaled kind of immediately with whatever we get, whatever job changes we get immediately. So there's some issues with that, but all the same. Oh, I like this dungeon. Big fan of the dungeons, and not to mention we also got yeah. bonus dungeons this expansion with the the variants and the the criterion. So we've we've had some top quality with dungeons. rewards with rewards. The variants had rewards. Yeah. The other ones. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Because, we'll have yeah. some answers in a few Fuck weeks. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. <laughs> like, if you ain't doing, if you ain't doing savage, fuck you. No, yeah. if you are doing savage, fuck you, apparently. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Would you like a materia? Yeah, feedback, feedback, feedback. And I'm excited. I, I'm really excited to see the feedback for Criterion. I don't think it's going to be enough, but I, I still, seeing any sort of feedback applied is always good. So, yeah, curious to see how it turns out in, uh, in a few weeks. Got my group all set, ready to go. 
and it'll be after FanFest, so I won't have to worry about uh, rushing to it before TwitchCon, thankfully. So after we take care of Lunar Subterrain, we get an anime as fuck scene with all of us fighting Golbez and him calling Shades of the, the Four Fiends, another Final Fantasy Four reference. They do all come back. They're weaker yep. independently, but they fight you all at once. So it's exactly the same as it, it happens here. Uh, and they definitely, this, this is where they clearly just wanted to MacGuffin in a Final Fantasy IV reference. Cause they were like, they shouldn't be able to be here. It doesn't make sense. He's like, ah, I guess it's remnants of their power. And it's like, you just wanted to fucking do it cause you knew Final Fantasy IV fans would expect it. You fucking knew what you'd do. Mm-hmm. So this one, this one, I feel like this falls into the territory of you could have just not done that and it probably would have made more sense in all honesty. You just wanted to do it clearly. <laughs> I mean, we all expected it. We saw it in the trailer, yeah. I was just hoping they'd have a yeah. better reason. <laughs> I mean, even before the trailer, even like, like leading towards this point before the trailer, we like, we're like, yeah, we're gonna see them again, like all together. We yeah. all knew, like all the four fans knew. Yeah, all the four fans were like, well, obviously they're gonna do that. It was just a matter of how, and they wanted a cutscene here instead of like a solo instance. I just think they could have had a better reason than. Mm. Oh, there's like residual ether from your fight with them. Though it's funny because that actually makes sense when you do Myths of the Realm. <laughs> Ironically enough, two different instances of the same thing happening to some degree. Yeah. Uh, and then you, dude, when Zero's holding Golbez back while you run past him, it's so funny when you're a Lalafell and you just like the size of his boot and you just run like under his legs. You just, <laughs> <laughs> just jump in the little hole behind him and you're just like, And we, uh, yeah, they, they hold him steady, and then we jump in a hole, and we fight, uh, technically, Ejdaya. Zero miss, but Ejdaya. And uh, as we saw from the, the live letter, Ejdaya is the one talking the entire time, so we get to hear Dragon speak. And it's pretty nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, how'd you feel about Zero miss? Have you done the extreme much? I have. All right. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't kept up. Uh, so we'll get jump into normal and extreme here. Impressions. Um, normal. Pretty, pretty, like, solid fight. Pretty, I wouldn't say chaotic. I wouldn't say too chaotic. I mean, once you kind of get it down, like, you, you, you really get it down. There's nothing, there's nothing too out of the ordinary. And then, and then you get into EX. And EX has one of those issues, um, pacing wise, um, where it's kind of like, what was it? Kind of like, um, Tree from Savage, where your main mechanic is at the end of the fight. No, it, your main, your first real mechanic is, like right in the middle of the fight and that's pretty much your your uh are you gonna get to the rest of the fight or not that's, that's your that's your light rampant yeah, yeah that's your light rampant yeah that's your um what was it for tree um that's oh that's your uh, uh the sleepo one thing yeah. yeah yeah i don't fucking care nobody cares yeah, it's true. Nobody cares about that. No, it's not the it's harvest. It's the, the um the thing before the harvest. 
the holies with the debuffs and everything. No, actually, that, that was the sleepout mechanic. Harvest was. Well, no, harvest comes the... after. All of the harvests come out, like war, like like wars harvest and 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 all that. Yeah, stuff. and that's the thing. That's the mechanic. That's the mechanic. Purgation. Purgation is the one that if you once you get past it, you're on harvest. And harvest is the real fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I've put that so, whole fucking yeah. fight out of my mind. I couldn't remember Jack fucking. So thing. yeah, meteors is meteors is the mechanic. Surprisingly, it's. Not a hard mechanic, but, you know, people. And it's not, and okay, and see, half the time I really can't even say people. It's, and I, I will put, like, a percentage on devs that, like, they they would not allow you to fucking micro-adjust to save your life. If you try to micro-adjust... You fucked up. <laughs> Nine out of ten, you were probably good, and you fucked up. Like, let, let me see how. Okay, I'm good, but can I get closer? No, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. All right. Thanks. Those meteors, Sly, have shown me that people do not understand how space works in this game, <laughs> or in general, because here. The problem with the meteors is twofold. One, the first people who go don't go deep enough. You need to get your meteor as far to the back as you possibly can. They're just like, oh, my line's fine. Fuck you. And then twos go next and they're just like, my tethers are not long enough. And then they kind of, then there's one of two things happens. Either two accepts their fate and dies. Or they try to find a spot and get bound in a spot that insta-kills everybody. Yeah. But I found that the ones are the biggest problem. And there's actually one particular pattern. There's one pattern that I don't almost ever see anyone screw up. And it's just there's four mm. lanes that you can, like, go down like this. Each one, yeah. Yeah, the and then it's just front yeah. to back, whatever. There's another one, however, where there's two really tiny spots in the back right next to each other. But what ends up happening is one person stands in the middle of both spots and the other one goes like here, which is the next spot over. And then the two has no, the two has nowhere to go because the next two has to be here and here. And this one's guaranteed dead. Every single time mm-hmm. I see someone die, it's to that pattern. It's people not wanting to squeeze in. I've actually gone yep. to the spots and just jumped when I'm two to let people know, Hey, these are the two fucking spots. Stop going over there. You're going to kill someone, guaranteed. And then once you're past that, you can honestly just... If your healers are decent enough, you've won at that point. Yeah. It's not like the rest of the fight is bad, but you've almost assuredly won once you get past that. It's a really weird, like, juxtaposition between... That and everything yeah. else in the fight. And, and second phase is just dodge. That's it. Just dodge. A lot of people aren't very good like at Piccolo. that, Sly. Piccolo. Dodge! Dodge. The balls are inert. In this case, the meteors are inert. They really... Okay. They really made flare stacks hurt 
if you don't have four people. Sly, you want to know how much they hurt? How much? They hurt. Uh, they're lethal when there's only two people. That I can assure you. No. I've survived with three. I, I go healer. We never die to a three stack. Yeah, okay. Three stacks were, like, okay, we had a group. Three stacks were pretty much 50-50 for both melee DPS. We had a, I had a party, uh, and this was, like, before the clear party. This is like a PF party, mind you, and and you going to PF again. Uh, I I um, I have so much fun PFing this fight, but I also lose my voice no. screaming in pain. <laughs> so so like the the first phase, yeah, the first phase of flare stacks. Um, every time, and it would never fail. We'd have like the. You'd have the range and the healers in the back and the tanks and the melees in the front. Makes sense. Except we had one tank who would always, like, go to the back. And I'm wondering why. He's like, I'm group two. I got to go back there, right? Uh, like, and we kept telling him, like, dude, just come up here with us. And next pool, like, me and the ninja fucking die. Tank, okay. Dude. Come up here. We hurt. We hurt. Sly. Oh, my we God. Hurt. I know that tank. They're the tank who must have called the H1 position when somebody put a macro in my emerald weapon party. And and we, we kindly asked him again. And again. And again. And, like, we, we, we just... I just left the fucking party. I couldn't do it. That tank was just. He just wanted to go back there with the healers. And every time I'm like, why? Why? Hey, dude, you, you get up time. You, you, you can, you can, yes, you can throw things, but God damn it. You can actually hit if you're up here. Why are you not here? Were they a paladin by any chance? I think because they, I think Tenshi, they... you were the paladin. Okay. Tenshi, no. You were the paladin. Who was. No, he was, um, he was, uh, I think warrior. Okay. Because a paladin, yeah, I'm pretty sure, has their one minute there so that they can actually still do uptime. But no, not a good play. <laughs> it was a valley? Oh, well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, because um, your rec window should be there. So a paladin wouldn't even lose uptime. So they probably weren't even thinking about it. I was just like, we hurt, we hurt, please, we hurt. Still not the play, but I, yeah. I, I understand them being like, oh great, at least I have Re requiescent here. Like I, like it's like one of those. Oh, I get it, but also, fuck. <laughs> we were either like damn near, damn near death, like four digits <sighs> or three digits, or we were just fucking dead. I survived with 221 HP once to one of the three stacks, so I feel that. Oh, no, no, no. I took a two stack during Big Bang's stack. Two people died and the two forked lightnings were left alive, so it was me and the other healer, and I survived with like 221 health. A two stack. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's only meant to be split. Well, no, yeah, four people. It's the same as the other ones, yeah. Yeah, one of the forked lightnings didn't fork off? No, no, no. Two people died who were mm -hmm. supposed to be in the stack. 
and the two forked lightnings were still alive, so they couldn't be in the stack. Okay. So it was a two-player stack. So it's just mm. me and one other person splitting it, and I survive with 200-something health. Scary times. Scary, scary, scary times. But that's the – so as a healer, I've never felt more sure of wanting to be healer in Party Finder than I was here. There are so many times that I am confident we would have wiped if I wasn't one of the healers. I hate saying it because I'm not a healer pro. But I'm 100% confident of that. <laughs> if it was anyone who wasn't me, I'd be shitting bricks. Because I have no trust. And this was such a healer intense fight. The amount of, I, I was keeping people alive through poisons. I was catching as many reses as I could. I was, do, I had my mitts perfectly planned for everything. My healing perfectly planned for everything. And my soul just whittling away every pull little by little. Yep. So glad I'm done with it. I got, I have my mount. I have the music. I'm one mount away from Bahamut. Golbez, I'm on my way. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> A lot more Golbezes in my near future. I, although I will say this, I've now done that fight, Zero Miss, 45 times. I like it more the more I do it. It's just, it's just unadulterated fun. It's very much similar to the reason why I like Zodiac, fittingly enough. I didn't, I, I would rank Zodiac lower just as a fight, like across all of Endwalker. But I gotta say, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have fun doing Zodiac. And this is like that, but with added in absolute chaos at some points. So, where would you uh, put this on the scale of um, in Walker EXs? It's like in the middle somewhere. Barbarich is at the top. 100% Barbarich uh, wins now at the end of everything. I think Golbez is right below that. And then yeah. I think the rest is kind of flavor because, like, I really like Heidelin. Zodiac's kind of fun, but, you know, too easy because it's entry level. Rubicante is kind of down near the bottom because it's only half of a fight because of all those, the, the fuses. Like, that makes up, like, 60% of the fight, the fuses. Um, mm -hmm. So it ends up being, like, Ensinger at the fucking bottom by far. I think Rubicante could be a contention for the bottom, but Ensinger firmly disappointed me. So it, I stick it down there. Uh, so Ensinger, Rubicante, uh, and then I think it's Zodiac, Zeramis, Heidelin. I think I'll put Heidelin over Zeramis because I think it's just objectively a better fight. And then Golbez, Barbaricha. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, I think Zeramis belongs in either the third or fourth spot. So. Just fun, especially the last phase. He also is the first time in a long time we had a hard HP push for a boss mechanic. Hmm. 25%. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. 25%, yeah. 
It's funny if he does Void Orb at that time, because he just sucks them back in. He just goes, and then they just disappear, <laughs> like, half a second later. <laughs> He's like, wait, 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 no, I want those back. I'm taking them back. Um, there's actually two HP pushes in this patch, but that one's the more important one. The other one's in Myths of the Realm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but overall, I mean, I'm, I'm glad. This is a good place to end. I actually, looking back at all the .5 EXs, I think Diamond Weapon might have been the best .5 EX across all expansions. And then this is this is kind of up there. I think Seryu gets not enough credit because I think Seryu's a fantastic fight. Seryu's okay. I think it's I think it's better than okay. Looking back at Seryu, looking at yeah. his, he had one of the best ad phases we'd had in a long time in terms of all of the like a- tanks aiming the AOEs and the ads and the explosions that were similar to Sephiroth. And he yeah. didn't have any dumb, annoying, two-minute-long bullshit gimmicks in the middle of his fight. <clears throat> I liked like the section where you're, you get you're in the water and then you swim through while dodging the AOEs when you come out of the super attack. Like, I love I love things like that. Um, having done Zervan Unreal recently, I think he's still kind of like a eh, like kind of okay meh meh meh. But this is this is up there for me. This is like this is one of the better ones. It's not, I think Diamond Weapon's the best of all, but this one's this one's good. I it gets my approval. And again, the more I've done it, the more fun it's been. When I first did it, I was like, wow, that's kind of underwhelming. Now I've done it 45 times. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay with that. Still can't believe five mounts and 45 kills and one card. One. Still have not seen a mount. I lost it on the... Second clear. And I screamed at the top of my... I rolled an 80. And I was like, give it to me! Run! Get out! <laughs> and then I lost it to an 84. Feels good, man. And they've been apologizing Feels to me every day good. since. Really good. Why would they... Why should they apologize? Because then they watched my PFs afterwards and saw what I was going through and what they had avoided. Huh. I'm not going to draw. Yeah. To draw. Yeah. Hmm. It's not a 99. Hey, I won my diamond weapon mount with a 62 and my Heidelin with a 64. So I, I have a knack for winning mounts with super mid rolls. Just not now. Unfortunately. That's why I paid 15 million bill for it. <laughs> Two million, 2.5 mil split between six people. Still can't believe you did that. Sly when you're rich. You can always solve problems with money. <laughs> Life lessons with happy, everybody. When you have money, spend it. There you go. <laughs> then, so we beat Zeramus, we get back on track with the MSQ. And this is something I didn't see coming, but people actually asked me if I thought this would happen. Mm-hmm. We team up to fight Zeramus, we have to stop him. Oh, another little bit. Seeing the, the source's moon in the cracks along the edge while you're doing the Zeramis fight. Top quality thing. Just thought that was a really nice detail to the arena. And then the Loprits say later they were actually watching your fight while you were fighting him. So pristine attention to detail on that one. 
And, uh, you know, we're, we're fighting Zero Mist. We need to, we need to rescue as Daya's essence, her soul, her, her existence. And, uh, Zero becomes Cecil in the most formal of ways possible. Or in this case, Cecilia. Where, uh, she becomes a paladin. We started Endwalker with paladins, and now the 13th has their own paladin. Paladin on the moon on the source, paladin on the moon in the 13th. I'm a fan. I'm going to miss Reaper Zero, though. I thought she was going to get a Scythe of Light. I didn't think she was going to turn into a full-blown Same. paladin. Same. That's what I was expecting. Like, like the, the Scythe, well, the broken Scythe would be a Scythe of Light. No, she just does paladin. I'm like, okay. Job change. Yep. Just hits us with the straight job change. And also in the process of her absorbing the light and like just figuring out what it means to like trust and things, she even turns Golbez good. She convinces yeah. him. I mean, he gives us his whole, you know, sob story. She, he tells us the story we kind of already figured out because we didn't, I realized we saw the flashback that explained Durante and everything. We never told everyone. <laughs> Our character never mentioned it, so we kind of knew as the player, but everybody else only realized it after the dungeon. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, how the fuck did you guys... Oh. Oops. My bad. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> I should have said something to you guys. Yeah, that's not Golvez. Maybe we should have said something. Yeah. Yeah. We also have the voices in our cutscenes as well, so like we also knew Durante had Golvez's voice, so it all kind of just worked out that way. Um, I will say, I would do actually want to ask one thing though. Speaking about Zero being a paladin now, a warrior of light, if you would, mm -hmm. am I wrong in assuming they were implying Golbez was our 13th shard? The original one? It felt like that way with them refusing it to show his face. We were him in the Memoria Crystal. Like when he, like Durante is, he's like, oh, Golbez, Golbez, we have to go. And he's talking to us the whole time. Because then at the end, he sees, like, the Memorial Crystal shows us as Golbez. That was how, that was my interpretation of them refuse. Because Golbez has a face in 4. We know what he looks like. Yeah. So they could have yeah. just done that. But they didn't. Maybe a future patch? I don't think so. Anytime they don't show us a face, I think they were never seeing the face like they did with Azim the whole time. It's just weird. Whenever they refuse to show a face, I feel like it's because they're supposed to be us and it doesn't, you know. And he also mm -hmm. never talks. They never voiced him. They made sure to keep him voiceless in all the other scenes. Just weird. Mm. Ardbert's like the only time they've gone against that. Yeah. And just shown us. Like sound when he got knocked back. I think it was just this, this metal clashing. No, like a guttural sound, like, you know. Like, yeah. I don't remember. Something like that. Either way, it's not that important. Just an interpretation yeah. question. Because that's what I first thought when I was like, they didn't show his face. Motherfuckers. 
Uh, okay, so then getting back on track. So, Golbez is a good guy now. <laughs> she just convinced him, hey, there's another way to fix all this shit. And he just, he kind of accepted. He did say that if we were stronger than Zeramis, he would actually side with us. He does say that before the fight even begins. And then we beat, I mean, we beat Zeramis. What, what else do you want? Beat his ass and, uh, put him in a memorial crystal once he becomes a paladin. They just hit him with the, the combo attack, the meteor and the, and the just beating his ass, I suppose, is the other, yeah. And yeah. then, he, and then Ashtaya is saved. And so is the source. Hooray! We did it! We did it! And then Ashtaya gets, uh, Vreacher's eye, and now is tiny. <laughs> Yeah, you think we're getting? You think we're getting a uh, Ashdaya minion? No, nah, if we were going to get it, I think we would have gotten it then. I mean, maybe if they do a follow up quest later. I was really, I was thinking, yeah. oh, here's another minion, and then I'd be like, I'll summon Midgard Armor and be like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my first thought was getting the uh, Ashdaya minion, but no, I guess not. We didn't get it then. I don't think we'll get it anytime soon. But Golbez does do something very Final Fantasy IV here again. Again, this is the only; these are the only locations where he felt like him, his Final Fantasy IV counterpart. For those who don't know, at the end of four, you, and spoilers to four, by the way, I have to, I mean, what the, as if anyone should be surprised at this point. Golbez just locks himself in the moon in four. That's it. He just, he's like, I, he's yeah. like disgraced with himself, and he just decides to be with Fusoya, and, and they're going to, take on the responsibility of the Lunarians and he just locks himself on the moon. Cecil goes on his way and everything else is good. Uh, here he almost implies he's going to do the same. He just tries to leave. He's like, alright, this is my fault. I'm going to guilt trip myself. And tries to leave and then this time though, of course, our, our new friend is like, be my friend. And he's like, okay. Let's not even handshake. We'll just hold hands like this. They don't even handshake. Like They grab each other's hand and they're just like, It's like, again, you're going to make babies. I promise you. It's like, you might use your hands to make babies at some point, but it's not going to be quite like that. I'm saying eventually they're going to make babies. Eventually. Like, it gets, it gets lonely. It's going to get lonely in the void, so. Yeah, I wonder how that whole dynamic is even going to work. Like, them just staying in the <laughs> void to, like, fix shit. It's like, hmm. I mean, they are the strongest voids by the rules of the void scent. They just always have to be stronger than every other void scent, so. Right. As long as that. And I think Zero is probably going to beat ass. Any, anyone who comes here should be like, uh, I've got light, idiot. And just fucking murder them. Maybe we have to bring her a supply once in a while. Like, hey, here's some more light. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and then that's, and then that's how we, that's it. We're successful. We did it. Everyone saved. They stay, they stay behind. We leave them, uh, the, the conductors that are there. Cause you know, we might need to go the other way with them and send dark to the first and, uh, Ishtola disappointed us all by changing her incantation to make drippy and giving them a pet drippy. That will uh, help us keep track of where they are in the void. 
Oh, she gave us the death stare on that one. Yeah. But disappointing. <laughs> Just the... Mm-hmm. I can't make the sound effect up. Mm-hmm. Little squeak. I like the idea of somebody's neck squeaking like that. You gotta go to a doctor if your neck sounds like that when you nod. <laughs> Either that or you've got your whole spine is made of metal and you need some WD-40 or something. It's not like a bad door hinge. Yes, ma'am, shake. Mommy, sorry. Hmm. We go back to the source. We uh, just report back to everyone, but probably the single most important scene for me is when we return to the first. Now, we kind of skipped through a lot of the first with seeing Reen because it's all kind of railroaded. Um, We do get a quick dialogue where she's just pondering on botany, and when we she doesn't even realize we're standing there, and we recommend coffee biscuits, and she just finally turns around. (laughs) And says, oh, (laughs) hi. (laughs) But... The highlight scene is when we go back and we're in the Crystal Tower. We've got Lena there. She was there earlier as well. We've got Beck Luke. We've got Marine. And uh, they start finally doing something. I have waited many a year for them to do, Sly. That's one of the two things that they do. You wouldn't know the other one because you didn't do the Void Quest. No one doesn't. She says... Unakalhai's name voiced, which was a big shocker because no one's ever actually said it in any voiced scene before. Uh, when you give her the vessel for controlling the crystal tower, as she says, they might have to pull darkness into the first at some point. They say Unakalhai's name and says, I will consult with Unakalhai with this. Oh, that's right. I think Ishtola does say it in another scene in Endwalker if you've done the quest as well. So it might be the second time. First time acknowledging him being on the first, though. Beck Luke saying it is pretty important. When Gaia came out, did she give you the, like, I'm sorry, you are? Yeah. Done? She's, okay. she's playing like, a joke on you. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, like, do you not remember? Well, no, that was kind what? of the big thing is the, it's, it, the last year of Eden is all of her memories being fucked with. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we have the Unukalhai mention again in the MSQ if you've done the quest. But then most importantly, if you have done Eden, Gaia just busts on in and has her own scene. If you haven't done mm-hmm. Gaia, the scene ends there. She doesn't, wow. there's no way for her to walk in and be involved in any way. Yeah. But she's there. She's in a fully voiced scene. The only place her voice has been prior to this is E8, E12, and E12S. And only E8 normal. I don't think she says anything in Savage, because when she shows up for the end sequence in normal with the ice, where she just bashes it with the hammer. And then she is the voice of Eden's Promise, and then she's the voice of uh, Ultimicia clone, Oracle of Darkness, because she is Mm. Oracle of Darkness. She's here. She's in a scene. She busts in. She's just like, come on, what are you doing? And then she asks what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And by the way, for in case no one's picked both options, 
I'm assuming the option you picked was the coffee biscuit option, Sly. Yes. Yeah. The other option is she admits she's playing a joke and that she's been writing memories in her journal every day. And that uh, Reen says that guy is actually preparing to write a book. Oh. Yeah. So. That's that's the other thing. I wonder if she's writing Encyclopedia Orzea Volume 3. <laughs> she helping? She assisting with some of that? Possibly. Yeah. That book better be purple. <laughs> Has to be purple. Can't be any other color. Yeah. I won't know, but at least you guys will recognize it. And uh, on top of that, she also says she wants to go to Amarat and find where uh, Mitron and Logriff were from. She wants to experience that as well. She might even be writing about them. Who even knows? There's a chance, at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good to have her. In a voiced scene. She even says next time, she's like, oh, if you're dealing with darkness, Reen won't be enough. Next time, call on me. And I'm like... I said they wouldn't do it. I said they would never bring Gaia into MSQ. And they did it. I wrote off the possibility. All the Void characters are all in place now. Una Kalhai and Silva all have, new, they both have new dialogue as well. And you know what's fucked up? Silva goes, Oh, I would have loved to have met Zero. I was like, You didn't have any dialogue when I was here with her. What are you talking about? I literally had her behind me. You know, fucking not. What do you mean? No, you didn't. You didn't give a shit until I came after this class. <laughs> you had no dialogue at all. But all the Void characters are now in play. But the real question is, does that mean some changes to them in the future? Because if they do Void quests, they now kind of have to include Unukalhai and Gaia. But asking people to do the role quest is a lot. I wouldn't be surprised to see them just change the requirement for that somehow. And asking them to do Eden is reasonable, I feel. Do you see that that's the next thing? Do you foresee an Eden MSQ requirement in the future? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Do you foresee a Warren Triad MSQ requirement. Eventually, we're going to get the content that is going to ha require any of the past, like, trial contents that we have done. So, yes, trial or trial or um, at least normal rate. So, yes, I like, we're going to get to the point where there's going to be a piece of content and it's going to require a raid. Or a trial series. Yeah, like, it's not even a, it's just, it's just a matter of time, honestly. I, I wonder only because the void is the, like, one thing that's like, we've explained it. We know what happened. They've reiterated it a bunch. Fixing it, I don't know ever will so much like here's like we'll never actually fix the first we'll never actually fix the void i i don't think those two things will ever actually happen i mm -hmm. think they're just floating the idea so there's some degree of potential closure to it because now they have all the pieces in place but the the functional reason to resolving those things doesn't exist versus just knowing okay those things those are in the process of being resolved 
by the characters. So I think that's all they've actually done, as much as I'd like to believe. But for me, it's more important that they don't just segment these characters off, and that if they do anything involving it, they are together. Because they're all part of one thing, technically. (laughs) That's how I feel. I don't think we're going to come back to Void stuff anytime soon unless it serves a different purpose. Yeah, it'll be a hot minute. We've been dealing with the Void for quite some time. Um, A lot, this expansion, and... You know, with um, Diabolos in, in the past, and so yeah, I think it's time to like give the void a little bit of rest and respite before we even revisit any aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. But I'm just glad Guy is here. Glad she was given <laughs> some respect, and Unokahai and Silva as well. So then we also do a couple other things. We free Alpha and Alce from their Garlemald responsibilities. And by us, I mean We Eulis don't does. free them. Yeah, yeah, Eulis does. Like, Eulis like, is like, guys, just go the fuck home. <laughs> just go the fuck home. They're like, we're so offended. They're like, get out. These fucking kids. No. <laughs> and then everybody who's behind him is just cheering it on. Uh, I can picture them saying, "Go home. We're tired of you. Go." Pretty much, and that's freeing everyone up for Dawn Trail because now Ishtola's got to keep doing her research. Astinian's free. He's done with mm-hmm. his stuff with Vritra. Everyone's now set up so that they can go to uh, Tural, and uh, that's kind of that's how it all kind of just comes to a close. Um, then we get to our last couple scenes. These mm-hmm. are our Dawn Trail slash point five five teasers. Yes. Kryle cleans up all of the annex and finally opens the letter. We knew from the trailer that the letter has something to do with Gallif. And it is indeed mm-hmm. a letter that is for Gallif from Gulul Jaja. Who, as we know, is the current leader over in Tuliolal. And we are we obviously we know there's the War of Succession that we're going to be participating in in Dawn Trail. But mm-hmm. then a symbol. She pulls a symbol out of the, the letter, and it is a three-leafed clover. It's a little like charm or earring or something. Yep. Green mage? <laughs> Green mage. Green mage. <laughs> I'm thinking... Now the, now the question is, does Green Mage originate in the New World, or does it originate in the um, in the jungle? I, first of all, don't actually think it's Green Mage, just to be clear. I, I think it's Green Mage. I, well, Green Mage is not... Green Mage is like a buffer, debuffer, like some a little bit of time magic kind of deal. Like, they've they've got, like... It's a pretty weird assortment of abilities. Whereas mm-hmm. that, to me, is a symbol of something else. Um, I think if they're going to go with anything more nature-based, which I know is Conjury, but of course Geomancer always fits that bill, even though they're part of the Kugane and uh, Doma lore. That being said, I don't think it ends up having anything to do with the job plan. <laughs> 
I think it's entirely a fake out. I think she is still going to be the new job, but I don't think that sprout has anything to do with it. I wonder mm. if that three leaf clover is just the adventurers guild equivalent in Tuliolo. It's like instead of they, we have a two leaf clover, they have a three leaf clover. And that's it. It's just like, it's just their sprout for the adventure show. <laughs> like, just like a signature to let them know over there that they've been like invited or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I'm not convinced that has anything to do with the job just yet. Okay. I think that might just be some form of symbolism or something from Tuliola that helps regarding actually going. Cause it seems like what's interesting is that Galuf being invited by Gulo Jaja is, Strange, because, I mean, we'll find out in Dontrail why. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's our next mystery. And then we come up to the final mystery in Erenville, coming back from Tuliolo with a friend. Mm-hmm. With a friend. A hairy-footed friend. Yes. Now, Happy, is this the, is this our voice from the Don Trail teaser? Now, 100%. Happy, who, who is this voice? Because I, I have a guess, but it's far-fetched. And it's, I don't think we know about this, period. Okay, okay, okay. It's I do it's like, a female Hrothgar though for sure, yeah. Okay. Okay. That is going to be our first female Hrothgar that we will see. And we will see them a week after they reveal it at Japan. I'm confident. I'm locking it in. Mm-hmm. That's why they're waiting. They're not going to do it at EU. They're going to do it at Japan. We got male Hrothgar at Japan. We're going to get female Hrothgar at Japan. But that's that's our other teaser. That's our last MSQ teaser for now. I had, I had such a far-fetched guess as far as like who it was, but at the same time, I'm like, Talking myself out of it. Farfetched guess of what? We don't know who this person is. We've never met them before. They're from Tuliola. We've only met one person from, from Tuliola. Mm, oh, here, okay, here's my thing. Final Fantasy fans might know who this is. It's not, it's not female Kamari, if that's what you're about to say. <laughs> no, no. FF11, yes. I'm waiting. It's... It's... Yeah, you think it's not... You think it's... (laughs) You think it's not just Salahim? Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, no, she's a cat. I, she's I a she's about. a regular ass cat, not a big ass cat. Yeah, she's a, yeah she's a Makote. Well, well, not Makote in eleven, but it should be closer to a Makote. But 
Yeah, if they made her into a female Roth, I would be so fucking mad. I just don't want Naja Salahim in, in fucking 14 at all. I can't stand that bitch. I, I hate that bitch with a passion. I, I think Naja is like the worst written character in Final Fantasy ever. Like, ever. I fucking hate that bitch. That bitch and that bitch does not like tables at all. Like, she don't like desk or tables at all. She likes maces. Yeah. She likes slamming the mace on desk or tables. Yeah, respect your weapon more than your workplace. Easy. I cannot stand her. And tiny crowns. Maces and tiny crowns are the things she's into. Which we have to work our ass off to fucking get back. Maybe you just didn't owe her so much money, Sly. You'd get along better. Maybe it's a bitch could count. Call, call her Naja Nook. <laughs> Only difference is she ain't selling his real estate. Nope. Yeah, I don't think that's not just Sally. I'm going to write that. I'm going to send that ship out. I know with the mammal job, people are looking for some 11 references. I'm not I'm not going to subscribe to that one. But we do know what her voice sounds like at the very least. And that's the thing. I like her voice too mm-hmm. much to believe she's not just Sally. <laughs> she does say the final lines in our Dawn Trail teaser, whoever that character is. Yeah. Going to Tural. But we'll find out more about that in January, early January. And then we'll have the, the patch, you know, probably like a week after FanFest, like a week and a half after or something. Yeah, if it's Naja, I'm not going on vacation. Refunding. Nah, nah I'm staying. No, nah, I'm staying. Refunding, right here. Co- refunding no. collectors, not going to, not going to Tural. <laughs> no, no tacos, no mezcal, no nothing. Nothing. You stay our ass here. Ugh. Good times. Yeah, we'll probably, you will probably see her formally in the trailer in January. Before we even see her in game, we'll see her in the trailer. Almost certainly. Whoever she is. So that's one major bit. MSQ Dungeon mm-hmm. Trial, some Dawn Trail teasers. But there are a couple of other things, of course, present. Um, the other big one is Myths of the Realm. Myths of the Realm. Which yes. came to a, I'd say fitting conclusion. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot yeah. of stuff going in. We 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 knew. We've known since, like, day one. Like, <laughs> I love the option. <laughs> it's the monkey all along. <laughs> yeah, Derek being Ashan was uh, the obvious, the obvious bit. He's the traveler, you know, made the most sense. Yeah. But I gotta say, uh, Lim Lane, new favorite mom. Yeah, she's sassy. I like her. Yeah, she's, she's a so sassy. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. We get the least amount of time with this mom, but that's fine. And Haps, I was half right with what we experienced in the beginning of. Uh, this iteration of Myths of the Realm. Okay. So, we didn't, we did get a little bit of FaceTime with the, with the, um, I knew you would bring this 12 up. that we have, mm-hmm. the 12 that we've, you know, dealt with. Yeah. So, if you, if any of them were your patron deities, they do make notice of that. Sucks if you're one of the other three. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yay, mom. 
Um, there's actually a great deal of stuff there that can happen. Uh, so depending on other quests you've done, you can get a ton of different dialogues with different fire got mentions stuff. If you're a crafter, um, if you did the side quest line in Elpis with Alphic and Nemea as their original selves, they bring that up in dialogue mm -hmm. as well. When you talk to them, um, you can get some bonus comments from some of the other ones, depending on who you're the newer Rolger. ones, even. Yeah, Rolger as well. So yeah, there's um there are actually some other bits in there. I think Alshon even mentioned something if he happens to be your patron deity at some point. I think mm. he gives you slightly different dialogue. But yeah. And then I went to Azima and Azima said, Ah, I knew you know, she she of course gives me that little bit of uh you know, a little bit of fun. I think Nafika has something too. I don't remember, but they all have like potential bonus dialogue. As long as you've uh, you've done certain things for them before, so they went really ham on that aspect, and it seemed like they knew what the expectation would be. Oh, and yeah, I've heard some people say that if your patron deity is one of the last three, they might mention it. Um, they might mention it on the way out at the very end when they're all leaving. So, like Lim mm -hmm. Lane might say something about you there. Oh, yeah, and the Nafika, I think, mentioned something about elementals. Right, that's what it is. I think you have to have done something to get, like, an extra comment. I remember a bunch of people saying some things were different with a bunch of different NPCs with me. Like, they had, like, one thing or another thing or whatever not. But, yeah. And then we get the fights. Fights were kind of similar to you, Frosinae. They were I still think Aglaia had the best fights, even though we outscaled them too quickly. Um, these mm -hmm. are similar to you, Frosinae, in that we outscale them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still okay, cool. I think Lim Lane has the best gimmick in the hallway. They're them deciding, okay, well, you know, people like the near hallway. I guess this is the one thing we can do for them. And we get that. So that's fun. Uh, the final boss, we were both kind of right without being right. It technically is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you have Eulogia, who is, uh, all of their, the last bits of their essences combined. It is their eulogy. And a eulogia is like, I think it means like a praise or something. Somebody was telling me it means like to praise or like grant blessing, but it's also, you know, a eulogy itself. Oh, yeah. And you, not, not eulogia, jubileus. Stop. Jubileus. No. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Next thing you know, in a couple months from now, we're going to be celebrating Festivus. <laughs> Just going for all these things. Uh, yeah, definitely, again, all about spectacle. Um, people already want Thaliac's realm as a, as a housing area. They put a lot of detail yeah. into Thaliac's area. There's a lot of Mandragoras everywhere. <laughs> there are Mandragora statues everywhere in Thaliac's little corner slice of the world. I don't know what the obsession is with Mandragoras. I have no idea. Oh, man. But overall, it was a very somber but fitting end in terms of the majority of the Twelve who have now all returned to the star. All the ether they've gathered over the years is now back in the planet and is used to heal the planet. And that's kind of just like what the grand scheme was the whole time. They just wanted to fight and then have us win, and then they would all just dis disappear. That's it. That was that was the goal. Yeah. 
pretty straightforward. And we did indeed confirm that the 13th was the watcher as well. We did, we did go out of our way to do that as well. Yeah. If he had been there, they might have won. Fight the watcher. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just kind of levels out, makes sense. And the only one thing that was a little surprising was Derek staying around. He could not leave his friend, yeah, his monkey that friend behind. That, yeah, the monkey shouting out when, when, when Ashan was walking. Ook, ook, ook. And that stopped him. Yeah. Monkey monkey brought us back Derek. That's fine. Derek was always, like, he was a fine character the whole time. The problem, the only problem with Myths of the Realm is everything's just kind of fine because there's so many deities and everything that they have to kind of go between. They spend a lot of time there. And so, like, the rest of the characters other than Derek, we've already spent a lot of time with. But, so, but Derek himself gets very little time until the very end where uh, he's now just going to be wandering the world. So do you think we hear from um, Snowgaim ever again? Oh, yeah. Snowgaim is – they'll they'll bring her back. She was eccentric as hell. There's no way she's just gone now. Yeah. The big thing is, is – and Chat's already brought it up. Do you think we find Derek randomly out in the world like we do Alpha and Omega now? I would hope so. I would love to see that. That would be, that would be such a cool touch. If we, here's the thing, if they weren't planning on it, by the time we're done with it, they will be doing it. They will be, yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to see everybody thinking that, and they're going to be like... Somebody already has to be looking for them right now. I tried going to some of the the, tw- the Stones of the Twelve, because he said he was going to travel to all of the the, the prayer altars. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't find him. He never appeared. So, if they are planning on doing that, it might not be till later. So maybe in like point five. <laughs> I'm already just thinking about finding Alpha and Omega and Tyrol. <laughs> Apparently he can appear in the Omphalos. Interesting that he even goes back to the Omphalos. <laughs> I'll have to double check that. Wow. Yeah, because even though the Omphalos should technically be gone. Um we can still you know, it's not. So I I just hope that that's another little small detail. But other than that. Fine conclusion. I enjoyed it. It had a it had a nice somber, touching ending, but I st- it's still not it's not my favorite of the twenty four mans. Definitely still kind of goes in the Evilese and Voidark yeah. tier for me. Uh, or like those are those are definitely still my my peak in terms of overall actually, design and everything. I actually will put Myths above Voidark, but like yeah, Evilese is still top. Mm-hmm. I just like Voidark for the originality. It's really the last, the, before this, it's the last original mm-hmm. raids. Like these two were, you know, they're, they're the two originals to 14. Like they're really, yeah. they feel Final Fantasy and like there might be some references to some stuff like with Diablos and whatnot, but they are wholly, you know, within 14. They're not like, oh, this is just some other game that we're pulling from, like with other stuff. So now we've got what? Conclusions? The Assians are all the way done with Pandemonium. La Brea mystery mm-hmm. solved. You know, fucking put mm-hmm. what's-his-face uh, Elidibus in the ground for the third fucking time. And then mm-hmm. we're going to have all of the side series stuff wrapped up. We have, we have what's it called, um, Four Lords wrapped up. We have the Gaia stuff. You know, we've, we've had that little bonus. We've had, like... We've done all of our loose end tying for the most part for most of Emmett's stuff. 
Like, yeah, we still have Maricidia, other shards. We have Tural, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of tied up threads now. Feels weird. Cause we I feel like, I feel like Emmett should come back and give us more shit to do. Emmett just shows up. He's like, just... away. yeah. Yeah. We still have to go to the blind frost north. Like there's, there's other things. But we cut a lot of them off the list. Like, with Endwalker is, post-Endwalker has been all about tying up shit that we had, didn't finish over the last, like, ten years. And now I've just got mm-hmm. some of the remaining stuff to kind of go through. And they can always pull them back in if they need to. Oh, yeah, I wonder if Alo Alo is technically a South Sea Isle. Or, like, at least the ones he's talking about. Potentially. Yeah, soon the new world. Don't worry. Emmett's like, all right, they got that one done. They got that one done. I wonder how many more times we're going to flash back to the scene of him telling us all that shit. So, so much. Because, like, again, that's just, it's just setting up content. It's just setting up new content. True. True. Uh, among other things, uh, mostly just quality of life across the rest of, of the patch itself. Custom delivery. Custom, yeah, I haven't done any, uh, of Margaret's stuff. And we, we've only had the first series of quests for her at the moment. But still, it's, it's so good. It's so good. It, like, it's a kind of, it's kind of just give you the gist of it. It, the researchers in, in, in lab had to go through a bunch of red tape just to get anything they, they need. And right now, Margaret's, Margaret's like, she's high strung, but she's, she's fuck, like, her researchers and her are fucking tired. And, like, they have to sit, basically, they have to sit on hard ass chairs. So, her first request, cushions. Is literally our duty to please that booty. And I know you live for that, Sly. And then, um, another researcher, that's a cat. So, it's cat things. Cat food. He re- he literally requested cat food. Or couldn't get it. So we have to make cat things for it. I didn't see what the other um, things we can make are so far. But, uh, yeah. Um, that's that's, that's going to be a really, really fun quest line, I think. And one of the funner um, custom delivery lines. Um Ooh, real quick. Quality of, quick quality of life for crafters. Um, Haps, did you, when you craft, do you do a lot of macro crafting, I'm assuming? When I craft? When, yes. My question to you is, when the fuck do you think that is? You had to do some of the beast tribes, right? Sly... I pressed two buttons to be done with the beast tribes. You can't do that on every craft. You sure can. You want to know how? You get one to 90, and then you accept the quest as an 80, and then you swap to the 90 and quick complete it with the auto quick, the auto complete. (laughs) And if it's HQ, then you just press a couple extra buttons and you're done. So you absolutely yeah. can. <laughs> you can do. You can just do the rapid use as long as you have one ninety. So, either way, 
Uh, for macro crafters, because like there are a bunch of there are a bunch of you out there. Um, whenever in the past, whenever you've done a macro and you've actually finished a craft early in the macro, the macro would still persist, like even after the 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 craft was done. So you would get the era that hey, you can only use this ability in the craft. Hey, you could only use this ability in the craft until macro ended or you cancel the macro. Now, when the macro finishes the craft, whether early or not, it's done and you don't have to cancel it. You can still use macro cancel or cancel like if you fuck up and hit the wrong macro. But, yeah, you don't have to cancel the macros anymore. It will actually stop. Dead stop once the craft is finished. So yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, chat said, uh, you get, oh yeah, well no, before you get there. Yeah, okay, that's good. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Cause I know like, like a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of us have made that mistake where we'll, we'll go, go ahead and start the next craft and then the macro is still going. So we accidentally like fuck up and lose the maps. Yeah. Good job. That's good. I do actually need to get a macro. I need to get a little bit of gear and macro and just burn through a hundred leave quests. I'm just sitting on money. That needs to get uh collected as far as I'm concerned. Mm. But uh I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I need to get back into my island sanctuary. I got I gotta I gotta start prepping that money. I got to make that money. And I'll be all set. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Yeah, because most everything else is gonna be um, it's gonna be just later. Like now we're we're not yeah, not so much. In, I mean, right now I'm working on gold bez. I just need to get gold bez done and then maybe make some money. But I might even be hopping on eleven again soon just to try to finish up the final story that I never finished. Which one? Uh, voracious, voracious resurgence. Because uh, it's done, voracious. like completely done. Yeah. So. I got uh I gotta get that done and Denny and then Super Mario RPG stuff. Yeah, I gotta go back to Wings of the Goddess. Oh yeah, you got a ways to go. A ways to go. But first and foremost, I want my Bahamut mount. Did I sell? Yeah, I sold my Unreal mount day one. Hell yeah. And then I made a party of people who said they remembered Thornton, and we learned very quickly that remembered is a, a wide term. <laughs> very wide. It took us like an hour and a half to get the two clears. But my heart rate was through the fucking roof. <laughs> I did get a fox this week, though. Nice. I get foxes almost every time there is a fox. But I haven't had a fox in like three weeks. <laughs> it's been, it was very unfortunate. Oh, it's 150 points for the week. I almost have 600 again. Then I'm going to sell another one. More mounts. Trying to make that bank sly. I mean, listen, I sold, I sold it for 15 mil and then I bought another mount for 15 mil. I gotta, I gotta be in, I gotta be in the positive, not neutral. I gotta right. put that money in the bank. I did also sell uh one of the void pieces, the um the abyssal diamond from Zeromus. 
his crafting mm. item. I sold that for 1.8 mil. Mm. That was nice. I am shocked somebody was buying it for 1.8 mil. Speaking of that, uh, Emerald Weapon Shiny Weapons came out and nobody gave a shit because that, that, they got less expensive after the weapons came out. Not even in like the, oh, now a bunch of people are selling, but in the like, wow, these look like shit. Nobody wants them. So they're like not even a hundred K a piece. The fucking crafting item for it. Yeah, I'm still waiting. Uh, I'll be waiting for a long time. I'm still waiting on mom weapons, hydaline weapons. Everyone's waiting on warrior light weapons. That's what people were hoping for this patch because we did Ruby already. Huh. That was it. Everyone's like, oh, we did Ruby. So warrior of light next. They're like, ha, emerald, bitch. And they're like, asshole. Okay. It's fine. Nobody asked you. I asked for a warrior of light. I'm ready. And then they're going to do, yeah, now they're going to do diamond next instead of fucking a warrior of light. Although I like diamond weapons. I like a lot of the diamond weapons. So most of the emerald yeah. weapons I did not like. So I don't, I don't blame other people for not liking them. But that's, uh, that's our, our 6.5 impression. You know, we, uh, blast through a bunch of that. Oh, and uh, update. I am 45 tomes. Away from all 19 of my Mandervilles being ready for January. <laughs> I have 1,455 tomes. That is 45 short of me buying my last three items. And then all my Mandervilles are at Majestic. <laughs> so, Golbez is going to get me across that finish line as I get them out. What a time. What a fucking time. With that though, I think we can, uh, we can rack up, ra uh, wrap up state of the orange. Which is good because yes, I got, man. I got a busy afternoon, so we're done like 20 minutes early. Works for me. I got, listen, Sly, I gotta, I gotta call a boarding place so that I can get a place for my cats while I'm at TwitchCon. I gotta get their vaccine stuff up to date because otherwise the boarding place won't take them. Mm -hmm. I got some other things gotta I gotta do. Out. And then I, yeah, I gotta go to the gym. It's deadlift day. I got to pump. I have to pump slide. I have no choice. There's always a choice. No, there's no According choice. Castlevania. No. I'm ready to pump. Alright, with that, thanks everyone for tuning in to State of the Realm. Uh, next week, I was thinking about doing a, a more dedicated spoiler cast. Someone who's a little bit more knowledgeable. I don't know if Moose is available. I have to ask him. If not, we would. S I have. We. I have three other lore people. So yeah, I can. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna do a lore show next week, and we can let Moose have a have a fucking time to himself, that's also fine. Yeah. So feel free. Um, and then the next week we won't have a show, and then the next week after that will be about fan fest because that will be have to happen the week prior, and then we'll have a bunch of, and then we'll probably have a Criterion show after that, and. So on and so forth, and we should be good. Okay? Okay. Okay. Well, with that, thanks for hanging out, Sly. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, what are you up I to? I appreciate it. What are you up to? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. Uh, this weekend, Rossi just hit me up, so I'm going to be on uh, Mog Talk uh, tomorrow. Um, and then after 
Mog Talk. Uh, first Saturday, Monsters in Town, three, Monster Stomp. Bring your your spoopy glams, all the spoopy glams. Um, that'll be Saturday night. Line starts at 8 p.m., doors open at 9. Uh, other than that, Sunday, Sundays, I'm usually your, your, your haven for football. So anybody who's into the sports ball, you're more than welcome to chill with us while we, we watch the games and yell at our t- the TV screens or computer screens. Um, yeah, and some, got some plans for down the pipeline, way down the pipeline. I'm talking like close to the new year. Uh, that will be really big for, for, for on 14, actually. So please look forward to it. Hi. Hi. Um, I talk about the RP walk during the Lunacon. Oh yeah. I, apparently I did, um, I did, uh, Leviathan, Leviathan, uh, EX blindfolded. What do you mean apparently? What did it happen or did it not happen? It did. It did. It, okay. But here's the thing. I did it. I did it blindfolded because uh, there, it was a challenge for Lunacon, uh, for a segment and. I didn't realize that I had RP walk still on. So everyone died because like the, the challenge was to see uh, like how, um, how, um, to do it actually blind or, you know, uh, and, and I survived just by RP walking. I didn't even really move that much. I thought I was running. And apparently I almost fell off, but yeah. So that was fun. Good job, Sly. Thanks. And happy. What's going on in your life and your neck of the woods? Not much. Uh, October, mostly just getting a few videos ready. TwitchCon and all the things I need to do ahead of TwitchCon are pretty much at the, the forefront of my, of my efforts, including needing to be prepared for to waking up at fucking like one in the morning to do fan fest stuff Saturday at TwitchCon, which means I gotta leave Friday early, which I don't mind, but it's gonna be a. Time. It's okay. You'll you'll just be at a. You'll just leave a party and go directly back to the hotel. Leave a party, bro. I'm leaving the con at like four p.m. because I need to eat and go to sleep by like five. You can just go to a party and just get back to the hotel at one a.m. No. Of all the things that's happening, that's not one of them. I just got to make sure that my mobile setup is good. I tested this the other day. This is, like I said, it's my John Madden mic. That's all it says. Hey, folks, John Madden here with the quick pop popcorn popper. Somebody earlier was like, how do you feel about John Madden but not? Who is the person you said earlier? Shannon Sharp. Yeah, that person. Whoever the fuck there. Uh, yeah, like, how do you know about John Madden? I was like... Bro, every football game I played growing up was Madden, Madden, Madden. They all have his fucking name all over it. How can I not know his name? And also Frank Caliendo doing John Madden impressions, which, quite frankly, I've seen more of than actual John Madden clips. Which is where the popcorn popper quote comes in, because that's from Mad TV. From back when that fucking existed. So, good times. But yeah, I'm just uh, doing yeah. that. Might do 11. Super Mario RPG, crowd control. Uh, and then Demo Day. I still need to play Silent Hope, Star Ocean 2, and 
Dragon Quest Monsters demos. Probably do that after I'm done with Golbez. Once once I collect from uh, from Big Man himself. That'll probably be first thing on the list. But yeah, that's all I got going on at the moment. And just YouTube stuff, as per usual. So, And gym stuff, which, like I said, I gotta go do soon after I make some phone calls. Ah, so, let's wrap this baby up. Alright, thank you everyone for joining for this week's show. Next week's show, we might do something a little bit more lore-dedicated. But uh, next show after that won't be for another couple weeks. Towards the end of October after Criterion is out. And after FanFest and all that other stuff. So... We're going to go into a very short post-show, and uh, we'll see you next week. So thanks everyone for tuning in, and...